Welcome to the Ivy Admissions Podcast Series. This podcast is focused on how to manage your MBA at Ivy and life outside the classroom, especially for those who have partners and or children. Tune in to hear Lindsay Lippman, Associate Director, MBA Recruitment and Admissions. Learn from recently graduated Ivy MBAs, Johan Arwandi, Nyla LaFleur, Ankur Chadari, and Vishnu Vardhan Belraj on how they manage their Ivy MBA experience with their lives outside of the program, including sharing some advice for both partners and future MBA students. Welcome, everyone, to our Ivy MBA Admissions Series podcast. My name is Lindsay Littman. I'm one of the Associate Directors of our Recruiting and Admissions team here at Ivy. Today, I am joined by some recent alumni. In fact, they just became alumni. They're fresh off the graduation of 2020. The reason I've asked these alumni in particular to participate in today's conversation is that each of them had a partner while enrolled in our MBA program. Uh, how to manage time, balancing priorities, including those priorities outside the classroom, are commonly asked questions our team uh, frequently receives. We are seeing more and more students join our program who have partners and spouses and or children. So we thought it'd be helpful for those who are considering a program to hear directly from those who just lived that. So I'm going to ask each of my uh, fantastic alumni to introduce themselves, speak to you where you lived before joining our program, and if you had a spouse or partner in the city of London or outside the city, and if you also had any children. So uh, Nyla, if I can kick it off with you. Yes, absolutely. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for good. asking, Liz. <laughs> Um, okay. So for me, I lived in Toronto prior to my MBA and I was married to Brian. Um, and he was, we lived downtown Toronto. Um, and then I, and then I decided to do my MBA and we knew that would entail me moving to London. And so I did move to London and he stayed in Toronto for the duration. Um, and we did not have, we do not have kids yet. So I just want to clarify one thing. You said you were married to uh, to Your marriage survived the MBA, right? Yeah, thankfully. Okay. Thank oh, yeah. the potential MBAs already, huh? I know. <laughs> Thank you for that correction. That's, yeah, that's just true. because Brian that's tuned in. He might be a little offended by your choice of word there. So I'm glad you said I know, that. right? Yeah. Uh, Anchor, do you mind going next? Sure. Um, so I lived uh, I lived in, uh, in New Delhi uh, prior to coming to Canada. I'm still married, very happily so. Um, I had my spouse here in London with me. And uh, yeah, we have no similar. So that, I think that was easier. I've seen... Johan, uh, pull off the dual role. I'll let him speak to it. Yeah, Johan, that's a great, that's a great segue, Anchor. Thank you. <laughs> Johan, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Anchor. Um, yeah, so uh, I have a little bit of international experience. Like prior to this, like I got my education in Canada. So I lived in Canada for about like, 11 years uh, up to 2012. And then I went back home, um, you know, got a job in the oil and gas industry and also got married. And then uh, I sort of slowly moved my way back because like, you know, I worked in Singapore for a while. Uh, you know, I had a short stint in UAE and I finally, uh, you know, made a U-turn and I decided to come back to, to Canada. Um, like, you know, I got married and I have two kids. So it's kind of like you know i i went home single and then I, I came back to canada with a lot of baggage you know like just trying to like move back to canada with all that that, that the whole operation it's it's a it's a quite a quite a spectacle 
<laughs> and Johan, how old are your kids? <laughs> Um, the Sebastian is five, uh, uh, six or six years old. He just turned six and, uh, <laughs> Bella is three years old. Wow. Okay. So at that uh, handful age, for sure. In a good yes. way. Yes. Yes. Lots of activity. Way, yeah. Yes. And last but not least, so uh, Vigenu. Uh, hi, uh, hi, Linda. Thank you for having us here. The yeah, first call. Thanks for coming. And, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I lived in India before moving to Canada with my wife, Nikita. Uh, we've been married for three years now, but we have known each other for close to eight years. We, we were, uh, we were in high school together. Oh. So it's been happening since then. And yeah, so, uh, this is my first time, uh, living outside India because, uh, my wife has traveled a bit around the world, but this is my first time to the West. And it's been, it's been an, ex- quite an experience doing the IVMB and also just living in Canada and, you know, experiencing new culture. Yeah, it's been great. That's good. Well, good to hear. And I'm really happy that you all relationships are all in good standing, all healthy and happy. Um, that goes to show that you can manage your time and priorities and still keep the partners happy and balanced throughout the journey. Um, so I mentioned that's why we're here today. That's why I'm grateful to have you all chime in about your experiences because everyone's is different. Even if where you might have moved to a different country to the city, how your partners reacted, how you reacted, how you manage your time, it, it does vary a bit. So before you decided to join Ivy and accept the offer, was it a concern of yours and or to your partners about this move, about coming to London and perhaps like with you, Natalie, your husband staying in Mm -hmm. Toronto? So can you all just kind of chime into that decision piece? It's funny you ask because I feel like it wasn't a concern for us necessarily. We knew we would miss each other's presence in in our daily lives, but actually... You know, it's something that I was talking about for a little while. And, and Brian, he, he's always been a supporter of, you know, my goals and dreams and I, him as well. And it wasn't so much for us, but oddly enough, the, the question came up from our friends and family. When I shared that I was going to move away to do my MBA, the first question was, what about Brian, you know, and what's he going to do? And what are you going to do with your condo in Toronto? And, um, you know, it was a question that it was, it was easy then, you know, it was, we're, I'm moving away. We talked about it, him and I had many conversations around it. You obviously have to plan financially for it and all of that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was something that we were talking about for a while, such that when it did happen, it wasn't, it wasn't so scary. If, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. It wasn't, and obviously it's not an overnight decision. You guys had been in conversation about this. Mm-hmm. You were mm-hmm. picking the MBA more about your fit versus location and in terms of Absolutely. threat of concern of anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also if you're in Toronto and you're listening, it's, or, or anywhere, um, you know, I, it's about a two hour drive away. I know we have other people in our program who's not on this podcast, whose uh, partners either moved with them from either their home country, their, their then country, or, and then they moved to Etobicoke and other areas in the city, but they still maintain that relationship. It's just finding what works for you and your partner um, and making it work. You know, I, I won't get into this later, but how you manage your time and when you see them is a factor. You know, where you live could be a factor, what your budget is. Um, but I think carefully planning this out prior with him and, and, and making sure that we were aligned on, on how the year would work financially, mentally, physically, all of those things factored in my decision to, uh, to moving away. Um, but it never really seemed like such a big deal because London is just two hours away. So we never really let that kind of scare us. Now for Anchor and Vision, you, you London's a bit further for you. So, yes, um, so 
I know your, your, your partners came with you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just a little bit. So uh, I'm the what furthest, about, but... <laughs> you're the furthest. Okay. So that's fair. The rest of you, it's quite a bigger journey. So well, yeah. how was that like with you and your partners for that decision? Uncle, do you want to go first? Or... Sure. sure. Uh, I'll start with it. Um, well, when you make the decision to make, uh, to, to come to Ivy, um, I think, uh, we had a lot of back and forth with respect to whether my wife would join me, uh, right, right in the beginning or she moved later. And for a lot of international students, the move is very permanent. Uh, moving a country is not, it's not like you're going to study for a year. It's, it's essentially you're going to make a move and then you're going to find work and potentially apply for residency if that works out, right? Uh, so from, from that perspective, I think the, the move was a complete overhaul. We had to pack up our, our original, the life that we've been make, that we made there and then, you know, try and find and establish a new one here. Uh, my, my wife was very understanding. She offered to move in from day one. And uh, I think that worked out very well for me. Uh, we had discussions very early on with respect to uh, what, she, what, what she'd be able to expect from me in terms of time commitments because I'd spoken to a couple of alumni and I knew that this is a super intense course. And outside of the course as well, there's so much social activity. Uh, you know, and for a lot of it, the, the the partners do join in, but it's not it's it's too much for any person not in the class to be going out for socials three, four times a week. Um, so at some point, I think uh, we we had a mismatch of expectations, but I think the key was to keep the channel of communication open. Uh, and my wife obviously got involved with a lot of uh, people at Ivy. In fact, uh, other married couples uh, that came in to study at Ivy, uh, they have a partners club. I'm pretty sure we'll touch on that at a later point. Uh, but they were able to find a good, solid network. Uh, there's plenty of things to do in and around London. So she kept busy herself, and eventually she found work. Uh, but I think the first couple of months are all about keeping an open line of communication and you know just be prepared to have your plans washed up. <laughs> yeah, that's a great insight there, Anchor. Yes, you hit a great, some great nuggets there for sure. Open line of communication is certainly one that uh, is required. Absolutely. Yeah, so like, I, I mean, I guess I'll chime in for like, so for me, it's like, uh, you know, when I moved back home um, to Indonesia and, and got married uh, to, uh, to my wife, um, you know, we, we, always wanted to to go back to to canada but like you know um but it just happened in the way that we didn't expect um we you, you know like like life sort of happens and then like you know things like got moved so we're kind of like uh, switching places between like countries closer to like where we were um but you know at the end of the day when the opportunity ar ar arose um you know, we, we knew that we had to take this opportunity. So uh, I had a discussion with my wife uh, about this. And uh, I mean, I, if I can sort of just take it like in steps and frameworks, you know, because um, I miss using frameworks in the last one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, we, we, we take it by like, you know, accepting that it is a challenge. It's mm -hmm. a challenge that like, you know, you have to conquer. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so by, because by doing that, you're already sort of like, uh, solving 50% of the problem. And everything else that comes after that is sort of just like um, kind of like a design to sort of cope with this the, the uncertainties and the, and the challenge like associated with you know moving halfway across the world and uh, and you know going through going through the program. 
That's great. I love that reference to uh, you're missing the little framework of things. So it's using your MBA still, even when you're looking at this analogy. So that's great. The MBA is it. The, the whole tool belt is just to keep using it. Personal life and professional life. It's a great sell. Appreciate that, Johan. That's great. Vision, I know they both covered a lot, but is there anything, again, from that, especially the international perspective of the journey to a new country and that balance, sure. that decision? Sure. Uh, so for me, I think the good thing was that with our situation, she wanted to move out of India as badly as I did. Uh, not for anything, but just to explore, you know, the world outside India, like I already mentioned. So, she, I mean, she has she has seen some some parts of it and she wanted me to have the same experience, right? Like, even if, even though you were married and all of that. So, she was definitely as excited as me when I got into the MBA program, if, she, if, if not more. And uh, and also it helps that, you know, we have, we have known each other for quite some time and she understands my goals and ambitions. And, you know, she kind of facilitates that as much as I do for her. So, it, so coming in with a strong, solid foundation, uh, so it was much easier to make that decision. I mean, financial consideration, honestly, in my case, that was the last thing that I had to care about. So I didn't really put much thought into that. And uh, in terms of moving to Canada itself, I think we we had we had to, like I had an option to choose between can like moving to Canada or whether I wanted like you know explore in Europe. But Canada seemed like such an obvious choice because of all the like you know the the opportunities you know that you get after the graduation the pr the the, the health the health benefits and the, the basically the safety and the security of the canada that that uh, that not many of the countries can offer right so so it was a relatively easy decision to move to canada and also like uh, to to join the mba program in my case okay no that's that's great yeah you're right we do have a lot to offer here and you mentioned a couple of you know the safety and even accessibility in london itself is a pretty I mean, it's an easy city to get around. I think it's an easy city for a newcomer to adjust to as well, the mm-hmm. size of it. And, and I know where yeah. all you are living in that area that there's a lot of things at your fingertips which just kind of help. But still, the first couple of months are an adjustment, but it's also adjustment for you all. You know, the first month, three months, we always say are the toughest. You're adjusting the case method. You're in this new city, new country for some. You're trying to figure things out and you're worried about contribution and how you're standing in class. There's lots going on. Then you add on, as long as you mentioned, all the social side. So yes, the program, the curriculum side is busy, which I know myself, Ali and Juliet tell everyone coming to the program that it's a busy one-year program. But then you add in social. So from the social side of it, you know, knowing you've got this let your other life outside of the program, did you find that like how did you determine which clubs to join and what social to participate in? And I know Anchor even mentioned that we do have a social club for partners, but if you can chime into that balance of decision making, and were there times that you felt ah missing out on this? And I'm it, it, did you or did you not have that? And you guys had a good balance to say, listen, like this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure I still get an MBA social side, but I want my partner to feel included as well. Well, um, so with respect to the social clubs, I think uh, the the priorities that I had with respect to picking which clubs I wanted to be a part of, and uh, I, I don't think uh, my wife had the same, uh, you know, spread of options. I think she just had that one partner club they could join. So it was a no-brainer for her because she she knew to a country she wanted to establish connect. So everybody craves that social uh, aspect, you know, no matter where you live, no matter how introverted extrovert you are. Uh, so for her, it was a fairly easy decision to jump in, and I, I don't think she's ever looked back. She has uh, met, she made some really great friends, uh, who she continues to keep in touch with even well after the program. So, so that's and that that that's probably one of the only clubs that's still going strong. 
Uh, and, you know, with respect to my personal choices, um, I think uh, the clubs that I picked were primarily those that I had exposure to or I'd had uh, a keen interest in pursuing after uh, the course uh, concluded. So I, I obviously picked technology as my uh, go-to uh, club. I, in fact, campaigned for it. Um, and uh, obviously consulting was something I was very passionate about when I jumped in. Uh, so I joined that club as well. And in, in the early days, I explored a lot, more, a, a lot of clubs. Uh, and I'm sorry to say that I didn't continue uh, engaging with all of them uh, because they're all wonderful people and wonderful opportunities. But I guess you only have so much time and you've got to, you've got to make the most of it. Uh, what I really enjoyed was Toastmasters, though. Oh, okay. Yes, good. And I should clarify too, when um, there's clubs and then there's also just a lot of social activity, like neon parties and other things that would go on throughout the year, um, lawn bowling, other activities, Christmas sweater parties. So, um, and I, from what I understood, partners were allowed to go to a lot of other things and maybe more of those less formal club events. Like to your point, the, the spouses club, partners club is one that's a formal event, but if someone was having a social and you're all heading to the beach, from what I understood, partners could be included. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I yeah. think the, non, the non-official events, I think almost all of them had uh, some uh, or a, a lot of participation from partners. Um, and there's, there's barely any event that was unofficial that we didn't have partners show up to. Okay, I think yeah, I I'll think, chime in. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Okay, thanks, Johan. Um, I was going to say, I think uh, a big part of choosing your clubs and your social life just comes down. It, there's just there's two different ways I looked at it. I looked at um, selecting which clubs and committees you wanted to be part of more catered to sort of your professional interests and where sort of like you're wanting to go in the future. You just wanted to learn. Um, and that's going to be separate from your partner. You know, you come into the program and you know that you're doing this uh, for you, your partner, your family, but you do have to follow um, what interests you most when you're selecting the clubs to join. Um, and nothing is unmanageable. So I, I participated in quite a lot of clubs. Um, you know, there are times throughout the year where there's more activity and there are times where there's less. So it's I would say the clubs are pretty manageable. In terms of your social life, you you just want to hang out with your classmates, right? And you want to attend as many social events as you can to connect with people, to just let loose, blow off some steam. And I think what worked for me was um, selecting, you know, the events that were of most interest uh, to me, um, but also managing my time. Uh, your partners will be there. Again, Brian was in Toronto while I was in London, so they will be there, but just managing your time well. So if that meant, you know, studying or, or reading until 8 p.m., talking to Brian for maybe half an hour or 10 minutes at a time sometimes, sometimes that was five minutes, and then, you know, then going out for a later drink than some others. It's just managing your time wisely throughout the year and making sure that you you check in with your partner and you, you kind of set the expectation as well. Like, Hey, you know, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Let's connect more on Friday. Like you, you actually have to pencil time in, you know, here and there when they're not directly with you. Um, so I think, yeah, just like sort of balancing what your personal interests are and then penciling that time into your calendar and selecting what works for you. And the FOMO is for real because you <laughs> will want to attend all of the events. And when you're not, you're, thinking about it you know so um 
yeah, it was, it was, it was, I didn't really find it very difficult to manage choosing, you know, it was, it was easy to select the events and the clubs that I want to participate in and do it at my pace and just keep my partner updated with the time commitments that I, that I had, you know, and just being open and honest and constantly communicating with them. No, that makes sense. That's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. Yohan, did you want to chime in? I know you were going to chime in before. Oh yeah, that's all. Like I mean, like like for me, it's like I think I have like you know I I have a little bit more challenge than like you know a lot of my classmates, and I, and I accept that. We already knew that from the beginning. You know, my as I said, my wife already agreed to to this move. We wanted our children to like sort of grow up here and and like you want to settle here. But like during the program, like I kind of had to just uh, be mindful that the fact that like you know I have I have a family and I have children that are like, you know kind of wanting my my presence as well. So in terms of like uh, choosing like you know the um uh the club their social commitment is like uh, i do one of the things one is either i include them in in some of the uh the, the, the social um events uh, so like I'll, I'll either bring my uh my wife or sometimes bring like my kids along like you know to the ivy olympics for example um i i like i think they they stumble upon like even like a house party that was supposed to be a potluck that turned into like a 50 people you know but like you know people i think i find like a lot of the um the students are are mature uh they're the you know they and they they help us out right they said, "All right, there, there are these two little kids here. It's getting a little bit loud. Like, let's bring them to like you know one of a one of the uh, my friends' room so they can have their quiet time and like you know the the adults can continue to sort of like party a little bit. Um, so you know that's like kind of it's it's just kind of nice to 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 have that. And in terms of um, you know some of the uh, some of the things that we that I, I chose is that I try to be just kind of like mindful if I if I've been kind of busy and kind of been like um, um, not around for for a while then I, I try to not you know uh, further that and joining like a, a social event but you know I try to be to be selective but overall I think like I, I've joined like most of the uh, majority of the social events like the uh, the bus parties and like you know yeah. um, and things like that you know yeah. So, yeah, Vichy, what did you find like with your adjustment as well? Like you it was easy for you to pick the clubs, or did you find that for you you went through with it with a certain strategy? I didn't go with the strategy to be honestly. Like I didn't I, <laughs> like I, I knew what I liked. I wanted to get into operations club and I wanted to get involved with consulting and, and also a technology club. So I did that and uh, I don't know how much I participated in that, honestly, because initially it was pretty overwhelming. Because I come from a non-financial background and the first few electives of the subjects that we went through were completely purely financial. You had accounting, you had a lot of finance courses. So I struggled a bit just to grasp the fundamentals and catch up with the, you know, the subject matter. Uh, I would ask friends for help and we would sit after class and you know, they would help me like, catch up on the basic stuff in accounting. And so that, it's, so that kind of occupied me for the most of the time. So I didn't really have much time in focusing on clubs and as such. So I wouldn't say, I mean, if I have to be honest with myself, I wouldn't say I was 100% committed to joining and contributing in the clubs. And I feel, I do, looking back, I do regret and I think I should have, you know, be more, a little more proactive and, you know, a little more engaged in these clubs. So that's something that I would advise the future students to, like, you know, do it, even though you might be bogged on by the workload, I think it's still, it, it makes a lot of sense to, like, put some effort and time into helping with the club work. And having said that, in terms of socials itself, I think uh, the cohort was very, very mature and welcoming in, uh, you know, in uh, in uh, receiving the spouses. 
and uh, i think she i think my wife attended pretty much all the uh, i mean not all but yeah majority of the uh, <laughs> majority of the socials and and in fact it, it got to a point where if she misses an event people would just walk up to me and say like why is your wife why is your wife not there <laughs> so so i know that kind of made me realize how close and how how big her network has mm-hmm. become amongst the, my own pocket so i think that's pretty cool yeah that's cool that all your your really your partners got their own network out of this right yeah. we <laughs> ourselves was the alumni network we all get out of it and then also your partners get a network that's yeah. nice and then with those again who have their partners in the city and again you know adjusting from a different country uh, yeah, and obviously you're close to your partners. You can speak for them. So I know they're not here today, but how did that go for them? Was that hard, especially a hard time those first few months about adjusting to the city, finding new friends? Well, you're super busy, especially in class and trying to figure out everything going on at Ivy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, at least initially it was pretty hectic. And uh, I mean, I had classes from Monday through Friday and then I had assignments and socials on the weekend. So she definitely felt it. She definitely felt like she was, you know, she was a bit alienated. But uh, fortunately for in our case, I think uh, her brother, uh, she, she, he did his MBA when he was married and then he and both his brother and uh, her sister-in-law gave us a lot of pointers as to what to expect. Like they told us, you know, initially there is going to be a, some sort of an asymmetric relationship. And, and, and uh, so we, they told us we have to be aware of that. And also like the limited time that we get, we have to be more productive or more make spend quality time like you know over the weekends when you have a long weekend go for a we, we took pottery classes in the downtown london and we went uh we did painting and those kind of stuff right like uh just try to carve out some time just for yourself you know stay away from the noise and just like have your own sweet time yeah. i think that helped a lot uh yeah but other than that yeah i think uh yeah i think that's that's what i wanted to say yeah and you live in the you live in the Flats Lane area, correct? Visionary? Yeah, I live. Yeah, I live in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill. Yeah. So that's a yeah, great yeah. other community area where I know a lot of students live, whether it's that or city place. So I think almost naturally there too, it's easy to meet other partners, you know, at your fingertips before a lot of the socials get going. Because a lot of the yeah. events don't they don't start day one per se. I mean, maybe some yeah. that we don't know about do, <laughs> but um, the the formal stuff doesn't get going till later. So that's Absolutely. nice in that interim of that. If you live in a similar community together, it's easy to meet new people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you've all had, I mean, it looks like, uh, you know, very social throughout in different ways. I mean, again, Johan, I think you in particular had the most, I guess, plate full in terms of that balance and management of it. What would you say is maybe looking back on this time and the decision, anything you would have done differently or did you find for the most part how you and your wife went into this? It, it worked well. Again, that emphasis on, you know, clear communication. Yeah. So like for me, um, I, I took like a more cautious approach, uh, but I think, uh, you know, I, I, when I look back uh, to the program, I, I still think like it's a pretty decent success. Um, you know, I, um, and when I say cautious approach, I, I kind of tried to sort of um, conquer one thing, like finish one thing. For example, like, you know, we, we were kind of struggling with contribution and like the, the case, the case work at the beginning. Uh, so I tried to like tackle that first. And once that's tackled, I tried to keep pushing the edge um, over and over and over again. And, and sometimes, you know, you kind of sort of like I always have like a, a kind of like a fail safe. So like when you're just almost falling off the edge, so like, you know, you kind of just have to come back. And, you know, I've had arguments like, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, it is a very hectic program. I had arguments with my wife. Like, you know, she got upset because like, you know, I, 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 um, I, I spent too much time like, you know, uh, in doing my work and then also sometimes and add to that some social, so social gathering as well. So she's like, you know, what's going on? Um, but you know, we, we, we find time to sort of like, just, uh, you know, pull back and, and, and do that. Um, but 
having said that, uh, I mean, I, I, I was able to, to manage to like, you know, I started a cannabis club, like a, that became, it became official this year. Um, and, um, like, you know, I, I was part of like this outbound club where I just sort of like, uh, organized like, um, trips to like, you know, Southwestern Ontario. Like we drove, um, 3000 kilometers in, in, during the past years, like, you know, to, to different places, like, you know, I took my family out that the, to, to, to beaches, to Port Stanley up to like, you know, the uh, Georgian Bay and things like that. So, um, Having said that, like, so having uh, said all of this, right, like, you still, like, you don't have to do all of this, like, you still have capacity, you'll be surprised, um, you know, they, they, during the program, they always say trust the process, and I did kind of like trust the process, right, and you, you're surprised with like, you know, all of the capacity that you can actually do while, like, you know, while still sort of while maintaining like a healthy um, work-life balance, right, um, you know, and I think like, in terms of like things like uh, I would, I would do differently, um, I think I, I wish like, you know, at the beginning, I, I don't sort of take it as like, kind of like a, like a straight line goal, but it's more of like a, like an MBA should be sort of like a mindset to me. It's like, you know, it's like, yes, all of the knowledge is important. Um, don't get me wrong, but I think at the end of the day, you want to have that sort of mindset, like when, whenever you're, you're faced with kind of problems, like how do you solve it? Like, you know, as, as an individual, I think, you know, having that like so open mindset is very, very important. And, uh, you know, like I, I would say, I, I would suggest like, a don't, don't worry to like, don't worry so much about like, you know, not being able to get involved with everything. It's like, everybody's going to be different, but I think you will have the capacity to be able to, you know, uh, go grow and go beyond like what you think you can do. I'm glad you mentioned that on that. Um, I mean, you said some great things in there. I love the NBA mindset flag again, but what <laughs> I think is really, I think what we want to make sure, sure if everyone, everyone tuning in as well is this isn't a, everything was perfect with your relationship during the one year. I mean, that, that moment that you and your wife had where there was obviously some conversations or maybe escalated conversations and you had to pull back and adjust anyone else, you know, Nyla or Vishnu or anchor kind of have some moments where you thought, okay, I am either, I need, I'm doing too much or I, I need to adjust and modify, whether it was told by your studio, uh, you recognize oh it God, or your partner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I also, I, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm going to go ahead. No, I thought I was going to give Did the you? floor to Myla. Uh, she'd start speaking, so. Oh, okay. I'll You're also so polite. I just love this. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a real good question. And, you know, something that everyone just has to be ready for. It's while you're going to have one of the best years of your life, coming in with a partner, um, it, it, and it doesn't have to be uh, just a husband or wife. It could be your, your girlfriend or boyfriend. When you're coming in with, with a partner, you, you have a little bit of a responsibility, right, to that person and their and their well-being because their lives changes just as much as yours. And I remember Brian telling me because we had many discussions, especially the first, I would say the first, what, four months of the program where you're adjusting to this new life. You're literally working from 7 a.m. to God knows how late. Um, you, that you don't have time to actually say, have that, a longer conversation with them on the phone. So, you know, I remember him saying, look, I just miss you know, your physical presence in our home. And, and when I was there, I just, I didn't even have the time to actually miss, you know, the usual because we're on the go. We're, we're studying, we're meeting in with our groups, we're going to social activities. Um, so one thing that someone said to me throughout, and this is, you know, a good, a good piece of advice is if you're coming in with, coming in with a spouse, 
have your spouse make friends with other people in the program who also has a spa- uh, like a significant other. I remember um, another one of our colleagues who said, who's, who brought his wife here from um, Calgary actually. And she said, if, if I wasn't here with, with this, with our colleague, and I didn't see his crazy schedule, I would think he was cheating on me. And, you know, <laughs> and I, and it's crazy. She, she said that because I was like, oh my God, can you please have this conversation with Brian? Because, you know, there are times where you, you will literally jump on the phone with your partner and you will say, hey, babe, are you good? Okay, cool. I got to go because you're in between the case or you're, you know, working, working in your group or whatever the case may be. So for me throughout the year, you know, we had you know, we had like moments throughout the year where we had to really stop, sit together and just put everything on the table and be like, look, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what's stressing me out. This is what I need from you. What do you need from me? And just kind of be open and honest, you know, and, you know, in the beginning, if you're seeing them every week, there will be periods where you might see them every other week, you know, or if it's not every day. So you just kind of have to, um, be open with your partner throughout the whole entire year. It's not just the beginning or at the end when things get easier and you're having conversation. It's throughout the entire year, have conversations with them, tell them what's stressing you out and include them, you know? Um, and you asked Johan, like, you know, what's something you would have done differently for me? I, I actually would have, I should have included him more, uh, at events because spouses are welcome. And while you're doing this program, and you're working hard and you're making new friends and you're having this great experience, your partner is your partner and your hope is that you will be with them forever. Right. So including them in the program, um, and other events more, if you're not doing that enough. So that's, that's kind of like one thing I, I would have done more with him as well, like getting him to come down to, to London more. Um, and for me, like maybe coming to Toronto more because your schedule, it's pretty manageable. Like you're, working your butt off, but you're also, you, you, you think you're basically superwoman or superman for the year. Anything possible. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I actually, I agree with Nyla because I think trust is a very, very key component here because in my case, uh, my wife trusted me with the freedom and the independence to kind of allow me to have an uncompromised experience of the MBA, right? So uh, mm-hmm. she would, in fact, encourage me to attend all the socials, even if he, she didn't feel like it. It's like, don't, just don't wait. Just go have fun. So, I mean, the number of times I got home hammered, I mean, it's not even funny. So, uh, I, I think, <laughs> so I think, I think, I think, I think uh, trust is a really big deal. And in my case, my wife was here with me in London. So, I would strongly encourage anybody who's bringing their wife along to London to uh, find something for them to do, right? Because Nikita, the moment she came here, she volunteered health, health, herself at the Hewton house. So she had something to wake up every day and, you know, look forward to something. So she did that. And eventually, you know, after a couple of months, she was able to find a full-time job in downtown London. So that also helped. So it was kind of a different scene for us. It wasn't like I was partying outside and she was waiting at home for me to come back. It wasn't like that. In fact, we would come back home at the same time. So uh, it was it was really nice. I mean, she also got her experience, Canadian experience, so she can move forward with her life, uh, when, you know, when she, in her career. And uh, yeah, so it was a win-win for both of us in my case, yeah. Uh, I, I basically echo everything everyone said. Uh, one specific thing I'd like to highlight which Krishna talked about, was specifically from an international perspective, uh, when you move to a new country, uh, there's a lot of cultural differences. And I think as you are getting used to them, so does your partner. 
Um, and there's plenty of resources uh, you know, provided by the government. So I know for a fact that uh, my, my wife used something called uh, Will Employment Services, where they literally train you and uh, they help you build out your resume. They connect you to the right people. So, you know, when, when, when they're looking for work, we have career management at Ivy. Our spouses usually don't. So this, these are, uh, you know, free-to-use resources provided by the, the government of Canada, which I think a lot of uh, people need to be able to find, discover on their own, and start using them. Everything else, 100%, trust, faith, all that, you know, getting into arguments, uh, all, all, all replicated. That's part of the experience, right? It's all part of it. The ups and downs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want right. to add, like, a teensy little bit. Of course, like, yeah. If you're taking, um, if you decide to take value investing and leadership under fire, please have a separate discussion <laughs> because uh, while these two are one of the best uh, two courses at Ivy, it is a very, very, uh, you know, like a, it's a, it's like a time commitment on top of the time commitment that you already have. Yeah, those are, those are, that's actually a great point. Those are uh, intense courses and they're towards the latter part of the year. So it's almost like you're almost there. So don't give up on me now, but I just need a little bit more time for these courses. No, that's, uh, that's great. Well, listen, all, I want to, I want to uh, thank you all for sharing how you balance your time, you know, your life in the program, your life outside the program. I really appreciate you being very candid sharing out what your spouses and partners thought as well. I'm glad everyone is in good shape um, with their with their partnerships. To everyone tuning in, thanks so much for tuning in. And continue to check out our website for the latest events and podcasts to learn more about the Ivy MBA difference. This has been a presentation by Ivy Business School. For more information on any of our programs or to reach out, find us at www.ivy.ca. All information contained within this presentation is copyright Ivy Business School.